Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. This is the Glen Helen Motocross Wrap-Up. BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer, anything you need for your bike or body. Use the code PULPMX when you're checking out to save yourself money. And, uh, of course, Fox Racing, foxhead.com, global innovation leader in motocross racewear, Kenny Roxon, Ryan Dungey, just a couple of the guys wearing Fox, and uh, they just dropped their new Flex Air gear this past weekend. And, uh, yeah, we're happy to have Fox on board, happy to have btosports.com on board, and uh, brand-new website, mobile phone-friendly. If you're international, btosports.com can hook you up with some free shipping. You spend a certain amount, and, uh, yeah, use the code, and, yeah, it's a good times. So thanks to BTO, thanks to Fox Racing. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line, my boss at Racer X, the voice of American motocross, the Jason yeah. Wygant. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's right. Um, oh, I jumped the gun a little bit on that. You did. You did. You, you got excited. I know. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, my other guest, uh, we usually have, normally have Jason Thomas on, one of the former top privateers in the sport. Well, now we have a real current privateer of the sport uh, in studio here with us to do this podcast. He's here for the Pulp Show as well. Top Jimmy Albertson. I actually work for Weege, too. You do, yes. Yes. Yep. He was bossing me around last week in emails. You it's great are, to be here, though. You, you were. Do this interview now. Yeah. I didn't realize. I had no idea that some, I don't even know how this works, but somehow Racer X is paying Jimmy to do this pre-show. Sure. I don't even know how this works, but I'm just going to work him anyway. You give, yes. me a, you give me an inch, I take a mile. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, you're you're gnarly. Remember, I remember, remember when you gave it to me for both barrels. Remember that? Both barrels. Um, both barrels. Yeah. Yeah. So Jimmy, you are out with shoulder surgery, double shoulder surgery. So you bilateral is the medical term on that. Okay. Thank Either you. Right. Bi- bilateral. And Say it. You, bilateral. Okay. And so now you are doing uh, the pit commentary for at all the nationals and a pre-show, internet pre-show, internet pre-show. Now that's for NBC. Yeah. And the the live announcings for promoter cross, and then the post show is for Racer X. Nice. Are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, I am. I'm learning a lot. Man, that first weekend was like, it was like overload. <laughs> it was basically like my worst nightmare. Maybe now you can appreciate Wigan a little bit more for the job he does. Car- yeah, I know. And I actually like, I always just used to tell Georgia we'd be at the races. I'd be like, we don't need to go back. You don't need to get ready for anything. Like, you're just an idiot. Yeah, and then now I'm like, I'm so sorry, because <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, it's eleven o'clock at night, and I'm sitting there going, "Welcome to the second round of the Glen Helen FMF National, yeah. presented by Lucas." And she's like, "Shut the hell up and just go to sleep. Quit mumbling under your breath." <laughs> yeah, no, it's why again? It's very important to get those right cadence and the keys in and sponsors, right? Oh yeah. 
you know. Well, that's important, but um, in my experience, you know, Jimmy, I know you're doing a live uh, Internet show, and uh, in my experience, uh, they never go smoothly, technically. I don't think it's been done in the history of the Internet. I mean, the Internet's been around a while, and Internet video, too. But um, any time I've been involved in the first time anyone's ever webcasted something <laughs> yeah. with video, it's a complete mess, and then you're really left scrambling. So I'm just going to assume that it's not all all the fact that you're new. You're probably being thrown some real curveballs here. Yeah, it was. But, I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, I'm new. Everybody's screwing up. I'm not, like, we're screwing up as a team. It's great. You know, we're, we're bonding really well over all our mistakes. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, it's, it, I mean, it was, it's, you know, everyone I work with is good. You know, Wozni and Joe and, you know, uh, John, everybody, everybody there has been awesome. I haven't, um, I haven't watched your internet show. I apologize. Um, but I did listen to you all day at the first two rounds, and I think you did a good job. Yeah, from the pit lane, pit lane, and walking around the track, and oh, I hiked. I yeah. like burned some serious yeah. calories out there. In yeah, the I think track. you did a good job. So, yeah. um, good job on that. Mm-hmm. All right. So I enjoyed is- um, on Friday night when when the four of us, uh, the three of us here on the line, and Georgia were at dinner. Georgia said, "Now, if we were mere weeds, we would have been able to handle it." Yeah. You oh, know, people she like gets, us she's getting so it. cocky now that I had like the bad first weekend, and it's just like. It's just ridiculous. I, I mean, she just gets so cocky now, and she's like, oh, yeah, well, I remember when I had my first beer kind of thing, you know? Well, I remember when I did my first this show is, this, 97 years ago. This is the same woman, though, who said the uh, Talladega Nights first she turn. She did. She called it the Talladega Nights first turn, and I was like, she's like, oh, my gosh, you heard that? I'm like, well, yeah, everybody, America heard it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> she's such a foreigner. She does. She just knows Talladega Nights because of Ricky Bobby, not because she doesn't even understand. That yeah, doesn't know Talladega or anything. She yeah. You know, that's like an right. iconic right, track. Right, right. Uh, Weed, you got Sasquatch in? I hear. I haven't watched the broadcast fully, but Sasquatch was dropped. Yeah, Barsha. Um, you know, the whole team has beards over there, and we haven't seen much of Barsha up front or on the podium. So, so uh, like it was a Sasquatch. a Sasquatch sighting to see a bearded man who we had not seen in a long time. Right, right. Ooh, that's good. We yeah. knew it was going to be a Barsha thing, but we didn't know it was going to be like Barsha's been hiding. That's that's two things that are good. Yeah. Barsha's yeah. hairy. He's a hairy hiding man. That's the scary thing. It's like sometimes you can come up with like a general idea of how you want to use it, but then you're like, what if the race doesn't work out? Right. Where the guy like never seen like what happens. So that's, and we have Justin Barsha in twenty first place acting like Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cut back work. to Barsha. <laughs> he's not even on the TV screen. No, he's not he's even on not. the show. Right, right. So we, we gotta come up with another word of the day for this weekend for uh, Lakewood. Do so, I get to help you with that? Yeah, can you think uh, of one? I sort of just spring it on you like that, but uh, I think Jimmy Albertson would be a good word. <laughs> okay. Just right. skip and arm oh, energy okay. racing. That'd be also a good yeah, word. Armor's, armor Energy's Jimmy Albertson. Can you get that in? Can you get that can you get a plug in for me? You actually I don't know if you're aware of this, Jimmy, you got a uh, a special I did. I did What happened? <laughs> Uh, I guess Oldberg, the graphic uh, came up. Start. And yeah. I, th- yeah, I think they've not updated. I think the TV crew is just going off the entry list, which I think still says Arma Energy. So Oldenburg pops up on the screen in like sixth or seventh place in the first 250 moto, and it just says Mitchell Oldenburg, Arma Energy. Oh, nice. That nice. is the least expensive seventh place the team has ever had to uh, yeah. afford. Yeah, really, right? Yes. <laughs> we nice. did a special orange edition bike for this week. It was pretty nice. Cool. Um, <laughs> what about... 
Well, we can think about this as it goes on, but what about kumquat? Mm, any type of – why do you have oh. to like lean towards sperm and cum? Um, like, I, I mean, and just he couldn't sperm, get – Sperm, whale, kumquat? He, yeah, I mean, kumquat's a vegetable. Yeah, so I'm I know. not sure what you're talking about, but it's just a vegetable. You should have um, to say sperm whale and kumquat back to back. Um, any any ideas off the top uh, of your head? Um, I'll think we'll of something before the end of the show. Okay, yeah, all right. Let's talk about a little bit about Glenn Helen. Uh, the series has been back at Glen Helen now. This is the second year back at Glen Helen. Uh, what do you think of the track, Jimmy? I know there was rain. There we got some rain, and guys talking. Guys told me it was a little one lined even before the rain, and then. Um, obviously it's got the massive hills, but what'd you think of the place? I thought it was bitching. Yeah? Yeah. I thought it was really good. They, they had a couple split, split line sections that like were killer. They actually were one or the other was faster. Like no, none of them was really the dominant yeah. line. Yeah. Um, there was one right before the finish line. There was one right after the finish line too. And I saw, I saw people make passes on the outside. I saw people make passes on the inside and then, you know, uh, obviously Talladega coming to that next turn. There was tons of passes going on there. Like, People are always going to say the track's one line, but if you're faster than somebody, you find a way around them. Right, Another right. line that was good was right before you cross on, get onto the mechanics or the start straight, landing off that jump yeah. and squaring them up, up yeah. the straightaway. Like, there's tons of places to pass. Hey, and Glen Helen is a horsepower track, and I thought, I thought the KTMs, I thought last weekend that Mitch's bikes looked great up the hills and they're pulling guys. And I thought this weekend that the Geico Hondas and the KTMs looked great up yeah. the hills. Do you guys agree, or did you? Did I miss anybody? All the starts. I mean, the Geico bikes are out, you know, obviously running good. They've Bichelli, who's never really been a great starter throughout his whole career, has been getting way better starts. Geico pulled both whole shots at Hangtown. Mm-hmm. They had good starts this weekend as well. Bichelli did. Um, you know, I think the Ge- I, I Geico saw, bikes are good. I saw the Geico guys up the Mount St. Helens, like Ripping. pull out, pass, and pull in. <laughs> like you know a what draft. I mean? Yeah, like. <laughs> They were pretty good. I don't know. Did you notice anything, Weege? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think it might actually be a different perspective when you get to see it from a distance like that. I thought it really came down to the line and uh, how smooth they were in the corner at the bottom of the hill. I think that's the difference. You're seeing from a distance, so I can see if a guy has a hitch in a corner, but mm-hmm. I cannot see you know, the 100-yard distance all the way to the top. I was impressed, though, with the track. Like I talked to Cincerillo, um after practice, and he was saying, I mean, you, you talked to some guys that sound like, too, how one-lined it was going to be because of the mud. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you could see, dude, in practice, some of the, the split lane, the first split lane, and the bottom one of those hills, the outside was literally a mud bog. Mm-hmm. The inside was good. The outside was completely impassable. And he's like, man, forget it. Like, you can't. You're just dead if you try it. I was amazed how well, uh, by nothing more than, like, freak of nature, it just dried out perfectly. Yeah, and it was one of the few tracks with split lines that actually worked. Right. Yeah. No, I I thought they. Yeah. It does suck though, Jimmy, as a racer. Like, um, and there's nothing you can do about this because it's just the way it works out. As a racer, like the first practice times are inconsequential. Tracks soaked, muddy, like it all boils your gate pick, which is important. All boils down to that one practice. It always does though, even if it rains or it doesn't, because either the track gets way rough and it's slower the second practice like there's never i've never been to an outdoor national when it's been like pretty equal both times it's a flip-flop right I mean, yeah, sometimes it, it first, sometimes second, first yeah. it's most of the time first yeah i mean last year i can remember all of my fastest lap times were first practice before the track got rough right and 
this week, I thought it's I thought it's cool when the times come out of the second practice because at least it gives that first practice for you to get a little bit of warm up on the track and right. learn it a little bit. Right. Um. All right. Let's talk about the the motos. So, Jimmy, uh? is it too early to talk about twenty four no? I don't know. Like you just. I'm joking. It's I'm kidding. Not I'm kidding. Out. But hey, Eli Tomax, unbelievable. No, he's, unbelievable. He's sick. There's no doubt about it. He's the, I mean, in my mind, the fastest guy on a dirt bike on the planet right now. It's uh, it's uh, it's amazing the way. I mean, he just worked through the pack, passed Ryan. Yeah. I mean, Ryan has some bike problems in that first moto. He wasn't but. making any mistakes either. He was just like he had a lock. He's attacking everything. He's on his feet. He's on his pegs all the time, squatting over the bike, just like right. He's a machine. I was talking to Mike LaRocco Weege after the race a little bit about Tomac. I mean, obviously, he doesn't work with him that much anymore. Um, he's got, Tomac's on a Geico bike, but he's over at the factory Honda truck and all that. But I said I made a joke about, you know, he's a lot like LaRocco in 94. You know, that kind of kind of mentality. And Mike's just laughing, of course. But I did say, hey, look, for real, though, you've been there where you're the dominant rider. Like, what's that like? And, he, and Mike kind of said, you know, it doesn't really matter where you start. It doesn't really matter... Uh, you know what goes on. You just know, like you've got this. It's okay. It, long, yeah. long race. You know what I mean? Like thirty-five minutes. Yeah, he's like, it's it's just an, a special feeling. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think that has a, a, an especially big impact uh, on Tomac. Now he has his, his, By the way, he's also figured out the starts at least so yeah. far, which we were thinking would be one of the, the Achilles heels. So mm-hmm. just what everybody else needed. Not only is he ridiculously fast, but he's also gotten practically whole shots in all the motos. Um, but I do think that even in, you know, he's not going to get 24 perfect starts. He could have 24 really good motos. He could, he, I guarantee one thing, 24-0, pretty hard to do. 24 good starts, impossible. Right. But is, uh, the normal problem he has when he doesn't get the start where then crazy stuff starts happening, I think that's the best weapon he has right now. When he starts 10th in one of these motos, and it's going to happen because it happens to everybody, Instead of the weird tip-overs and washouts or running into people like we saw in Supercross, I bet it won't matter because he'll be like, all i got to do is pass 10 guys in 35 minutes, and there won't be uh, any panic where I feel in Supercross he didn't quite know what to do in those situations. Man, he attacks the track. Like, he just attacks the berms, the corners. Like, I was watching him come out of Talladega and Talladega Nights. And he was coming down, uh, he was coming down into the bumps and like when it was, the bumps were kicking him, he was just leaving the throttle wide, like his bike was just panic riding. And I'm like, Jesus. He's just like basically saying, all right, I'm not letting off down the straightaway. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's doing whatever. It was doing whatever. And it wasn't like, I mean, it was gnarly, but it wasn't like, oh, he's going down. It was like he did it every lap and knew exactly what his bike was going to do. And you can just tell he knows where his bike's going to go every time he hits a bump, and, and that's really, yeah. It, I mean, that's happening when per, you were winning, predict, your, your winning your ten Missouri titles. Yes, that predictability was the is, right. if that's even a word, is um is all what it's all about when it comes to setting your bike up. And he knows exactly what his bike's going to do, yeah. and you can tell that. Um, now, I didn't watch the whole entire TV show, and actually, Dungey kind of blew me off for an interview at the end of the day. I was waiting to talk to him, and he just kind of said, hey, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm like, okay. Um, what did Dungey have to say about his bike issues, Weege, and, and all that? What, what, did, what did he have to say, press conference-wise and that stuff? Yeah, actually, it's pretty funny because I talked to DeCoster um, before the race, and Georgia had actually talked to Carlos. 
So getting different sides of it from the team versus him. And DeCoster, as you know, is about as blunt as they get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I happened to go down to the KTM shop on Friday because I'd never been there. I just want to see it. And I, saw, I happened to see DeCoster there. And I'm like, so you uh, make some progress with the bike this week like you were hoping? And he just says, well, I'm hoping Ryan Benji made some progress with himself. <laughs> that, is, that is such a Roger. Like, just lay it out there, bro. Yeah. Like what classic Roger, like yeah. I hope no one listening to this is like, oh my god, oh my god, controversy. This is just standard. I'm sure Ryan's heard it a thousand times. Like you just, fe- you just feel like Roger unzips his pants and all his world titles and accomplishments fall out of his pants, yeah. and he's just like, check me out. Yep. Like, you know. oh, what's in my back pocket? Um, oh yeah, that's a world championship trophy. I forgot right. I had that. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, but, I think the thing with Dungey though is like he's got to sit back and look at if. Eli Tomac did not show up at Hangtown. He'd be leaving Hangtown going, oh, man, I got everything under control. Yeah. And um, you – I mean, he still dominated that first moto if Tomac wasn't there. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, he killed yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. would probably be one of the largest margins of victory Dungey's had if right. minus Tomac being in front of him beating by 30 seconds. Yeah. So it's like he can all – he can – Say he had a super bad weekend, but like you, at one point you just got to say, "Look, right. Tomac is just—he's on it." So what did happen after the the, the bike problems? Oh, yeah. So what I think is funny is, um, and then I think Georgia told me she was talking to Carlos, and Carlos said that they're really, you know, hey, don't, remember last week? Don't you said the second moto they went the wrong direction? Yeah. I feel like Carlos was letting on it. They didn't really change that much um, between the motos. So, but. So at that point, I'm like, okay, it really wasn't a bike thing. They're saying that there wasn't anything major, and there's nothing major they were changing. They just did some testing in general. But Dungey was happy, and I think legitimate. He definitely was closer. I mean, the first motive was holding him off. Now, I don't know if he would have won it, but his doors weren't getting blown off. No, and no, no. Second moto, uh, what did it end up being, like 23 seconds? I think Tomek got it to 27 at one point. But the whole reason we were buzzing after Hangtown was because it was a minute and a half. It was a full minute closer. Right. Obviously, it, 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 motocross doesn't quite work that way. We made fun of Alessi years ago for charging the last lap and making up ground on Stewart, but a minute and a half and 30 seconds, I think Dungey legit, he said it, and I think you can legitimately believe him when he said we were closer than we were. So I think that's something. But, okay, so am I, am I hearing things wrong in the pits and on the announcers and stuff that Ryan's bike did not act up in the first moto? Oh, no, no, it did. Oh. It absolutely did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. What it... oh, I thought you were talking about his setup, and, you know, he said no. hang down, he would get bike better. No. Oh, you're just asking yeah. a mechanical problem? Yeah, like, what do we know about it? What do we hear? Because, I, again, I waited to, to – I missed the press conference. I tried to talk to Ryan. He wasn't having no, it, he so. Just, he just said it was a freak deal and nobody's fault and just something that happened. Okay. Yeah, if you watch it on TV, Tomac's behind him, and all of a sudden, Dungey just going into the split lane by the finish, Dungey just all of a sudden goes to a stop. And Tomac rides right by him. And then Dungey said the whole rest of the motor, the bike was acting up. And then in the last lap, same turn, it yeah. died. And it took even long. So you saw all that. You uh, saw all that? Yeah. You know what happened? Yeah, you know what happened? yeah, yeah. 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 yeah but, no, they weren't. Yeah. They're not going to die any more than that. What do you think they're going to do? Just spark plug. Probably a spark plug. No, well, you can get mad at me if you don't, I guess. Jeez. Um, You've hmm. been on a factory team. Do you think Dungey's going to the press conference saying, yeah, the ECU had problems. The injector has 16 holes in it, and two of them broke off. Like, Turn what do you think All right, fine. Yeah. Um, of course he said they just a freak thing. They don't know what it is. Right, right. Yeah, no, bummer bummer for him, no doubt about it. You know, because, I mean, he had at least a – Dungey – Tomac was, again, Jimmy, just going to gain six points. 
had that not happened. You know, and, and and again, it would have been a Tomac kind of dominating day, but six points is not a big, not a big deal. You know, yeah, after I mean, two motos. A, yeah, like, I mean, all it takes you know is I mean? one bad moto. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But instead, now Tomac has, what, a 15-point lead or something? Yeah. Yeah. I so, 19. 19, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, and then there's a 21-point lead in the lights class. Yeah. <laughs> well, a perfect example, remember, that Stewart won the first four against Dungey three years ago, and then by the fifth moto of the year, it was like, it's over. Dungey's title. It's yeah, over. yeah, right. And then, and then, and then Cox, yeah. Cox crossed the track. Oh, oh, that was it? Cox. Really? No, Did that? it wasn't Cox. I'm joking. Oh. I'm kidding. But we thought it would be perfect if it was Steve it would, Cox. Yeah, that wouldn't, right. wouldn't doubt it. Um, hey, uh, Barsha, we, uh, I wasn't pumped with his ride in Hangtown. Obviously, he got a, he got a fourth, and he crashed in the, in the first one after having some dirt in his eyes and, you know, in, the, in Hangtown. But I think he had a nice yeah, – look, again, he's nowhere close to Dungey and Tomac. Nobody no. is. Nobody is. But that's a nice ride by Barsha, Weege. I think Baggett's decently close to if he would to get a start up with Dungey. Yeah, I think Baggett could possibly. Um, okay, run well, with we'll touch on Baggett in a bit. Okay, let's let's not let's, let's not touch get on Barsha right now. Oh, wait, we're touching Barsha right. Yeah, now. we're touching Barsha. We're touching Sasquatch. Uh what'd you think, Weege? You talked to him afterwards. I right? had a long talk with uh, I had a long talk of Barsha after it, and um, I feel really bad because we both said, like, even on your Moto Sixty show this week, and we said it over and over at Barsha, like. From what we're hearing on the outside, it's like, oh, everything else gets blamed. The Honda gets blamed, or the trainer gets blamed, but it's never his fault. He's never trying to improve himself. Well, whoops, my apologies. Um, I talked to him after, and I was like, so what happened with you and O'Mara? He's like, well, I hired him as a riding coach, and we just didn't really agree on, you know, what we wanted to do and how it was going to work. I'm like, oh, I thought he was just your trainer. He was your riding coach? And he's like, no, man. I. He's like, I tr- you see how I ride? Like, I try to ride the bike too hard, like I do on a 250. It doesn't work. I need a riding coach. I need to improve my technique and get better, get, become a better rider. That's what I need. He's like, what the hell? I did better today, but, you know, I've right. still got a long way to go to catch the guys that were ahead of me. And I'm like, wow, this is brutal honesty. And everything I said, I take it back. Like, he seems to understand all this stuff. He does, so I think he- it was quite encouraging. He needs to definitely ride the bike more efficient. Um, obviously, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and smack talk him because he's just got on the podium. He's a killer rider, but he uses so much energy just doing stuff that's not needed. Like I came, I saw him come over to the finish line jump and practice on a fast lap um, at Glen Helen this weekend. And right before he landed, he like tapped his brake, revved his bike up, and then dumped the clutch. And his bike did like this little jig jog. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> that wasn't necessary, you know? Right, right. Um, Justin, he's a good rider though, and he's got intensity and he's aggressive. If he figures out just to be a little bit smoother, like he's by he's at that same level in, of intensity to be able to run up front. I mean, he's he does a lot of stuff really well. He's got good elbows. He's he rides the bike good. I think it just like he needs to just be more efficient on it. And I mean, I'm sure that's stuff that he knows and he's worked on. I mean, it's probably not the first time that anybody said that, but um. Definitely, that's that's good that he said that. I mean, I think that the f- the first po- part of fixing a problem is admitting mm-hmm. that there's a problem. Yeah, like you with your alcoholism. Yes, yeah. exactly. No. Pookie pours me a glass of wine yeah. instead and gives you coffee. Right, right, exactly. He's trying to butter me up for uh, the night. Yeah. Um, Kenny Roxon, uh, much better. Unfortunately, crashing in the first moto doesn't help. Nope. But, and he crashed again in the second moto, actually, too. But uh, he was much better. I talked to him after the race. He said... That at the end of the year, he's going to need surgery to go in like a laser and zap this bone spur that's floating around his back. And, and I said, so is this something that's fixed or what? And he's like, it could, ha- it could come back at any time. 
I'm good right now. But he'd, he'd been off the bike for about 10 days, so, you know, he, he kind of lost his arms pumped up a little bit. You know, you lose a yeah. little bit. Um, and so he said it could strike at any time. But he was good at Glen Helen. He was good. Oh, I thought like, he was really good. Well, he was fast qualifier. Right? Yeah. Was he fastest? Yeah. He didn't fast? Okay. Yeah, he was. So, um, yeah. Much like you, you'd hope, and what often happens in the first round, like there's no doubt Tomac's still the guy. He's <laughs> no one's even close. But so I'd say Barsha, Dungy, and Roxon they were a lot better at the second race than they were at the first, which is what you hope. Like, as I always say, mm-hmm. some guess right, some guess wrong. You're really just guessing at the first race. And things started like, even out couple rounds in, so that's at least more encouraging for more dudes than the first round was, where pretty much no one would be happy except the guy that won. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, yeah. it was uh, is this title already gone, though? Is this, for Kenny? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's got to fight through two dudes, and he's pretty far back. Yeah, it's tough in the 450s, too, because... Obviously, Tomac has had his ups and downs in general, but I think if you really look at his career, especially outdoors, there isn't a highlight reel of Eli Tomac unbelievable massive crashes out there. No, like no. The 250 class is a different story. You're often dealing with guys that have never been in that situation before, but to just assume that Dunge and Tomac yeah. are just going to throw a whole bunch of points away. You yeah, know, I don't know that Dunge is going to score a certain amount of points every year, and right now giving up that many po- uh, points in the first two rounds like mm-hmm. to catch Dungey is just a tall order unless bike mechanicals happen or something like that. Yeah, it's tough. Um, Weed, you texted me in between motos, and you said, we live in a world where Alex Martin and Filthy Phil are at podiums, making podiums. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, we do. Yeah, we do live in that world. Like, I wanted to get a, a, a dual interview from uh, for the post show from Martin and oh, Nicoletti they're good. Yeah, they're because yeah. together, like Nicoletti is just ruthless with what he says. Oh, yeah. to, I mean, he calls Alex Troll. Yeah, you know, that's no. his, his name. And, and, yeah, and and even even Phil, even on Jeremy Martin, is bad. Oh yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah, no, you would yeah. think Phil is the guy that has the world titles, like the Coster. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, like how, like, um, you know, Phil goes out there and gets third, and then Alex is like, "What? I'm just gonna get second. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> suck it, Phil. Yeah, well, but hey, for reals though, Nicoletti, nice job catching awful. Barsha at one he point. He almost had second. Two. You know, obviously he got a, a little bit of gift with uh, Dungey, but yeah. I mean, he was fighting for that podium position, even if Dungey would have. Would have stayed up and yeah. not stalled his bike. I thought I thought for sure he was going to get Barsha at the end of that moto. Yeah, pretty impressive, huh, Weech? Plus, does, isn't Filthy of all the guys that hate California tracks? Isn't he the head of the head of the oh, line? Yeah, he can't stand it. He hates everything. Yeah, he can't stand it. Yeah. Oh, good point, Jimmy. Yes, <laughs> he, he, hates, he, hates he hates. You everything. know, we but we talked on the show a couple weeks ago. Like, okay, Barsha is probably one of the top five highest paid riders in the sport. He just is, you know, race winner, young kid. He's good. He's good with, um, you know, he's got a good, not a, but I mean, he, he's got a good image behind him as far no, as, like, here, fans can yeah, so like here, him. Here's my point. Like, Filthy is catching him in that first moto, and you are not paying Filthy anything. No. Like, Filthy. Fill in. F- filthy fill in. Filthy is wearing moose gear, <laughs> and he is getting busy out there. He is crushing it. He is. For probably... <laughs> 15% of what Justin Barsha makes. Yeah, I'd say probably, probably around there. <laughs> but, but no, no, I mean, I'm just saying, what a, what a job by JGR. Good job by Phil. It's it's nice him to and, see. Him and Barsha have been training and riding together. I think that has a lot to do with, with it. You know, when two fast guys like that can go out and push Look, each other. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now. 
we saw a good fill at Hangtown. Yes. A, a better fill at Glen Helen. Hadn't got eight shit in that second moto. He was Wait right there. Wait till he gets back east. Well, okay. Is Phil, can Phil make a overall podium? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once he gets back east, he's those tracks he's way better at. Weege, what do you think? Uh, why not? <laughs> I guess, right? It'd be ridiculous if he couldn't. I mean, why, why wouldn't he at least be at the same level he is now if not a little bit better? Yeah. Yeah, good job by yeah. that. And also, too, the bikes are fast. That's are. Th- that start straight was all three guys are up front, all three, both motos. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... I honestly, I feel like I think those bikes are a little bit too fast for the, maybe they should just, I mean, I'm probably sure they do have a start map, but for the rest of the track, like, right. they're fast. <laughs> I watch some botch stuff, and I mean, it's great to have a fast engine, but man, I can, I see when Pike even sometimes, it'll pump him up because he just can't hold on to it. I don't think he gets tired. I think it just yeah. gets, gets his arms pumped up, and you can see, like that first motor in Hangtown when he went backwards after being in third, I think that... He just couldn't hold on to the bike anymore because well, he was pumped up. And then the second moto, once he gets that all away and loosened up a little bit, he's freaking charging. Well, they changed suspension the after the after the first oh, moto. Oh yeah, yeah, because he was like, "This stuff sucks," and they took it off and put another stuff on. Yeah. So, um, I know that on Barsha's side, that has been one of the biggest trickiest things to deal with. They even told me they went so far as uh, I think the race before he got hurt in Supercross, he was running a stock engine. Yeah. Oh, that's, what I, that's what I ran in Supercross, the stock engine. I went to a mod engine for one race, and was like, this thing's yep. too fast. i got to take it out. Yeah. And I, I pulled the whole shot from 20, 20, 20th gate pick and pulled the whole shot uh, against everybody else on a stock engine, you know? Right, right. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it, it shows like even Barsha, who you know is not scared to get on the gas, even he has had to try to figure out what's – he's not on a stock motor anymore, but it's like yeah. he's not all over the mm-hmm. – Yeah. Uh, Yamaha's are just insanely good out of the box. Pike, Pike was good. Yeah, good job by JGR guys. Pike was strong. Reed was much better. Hold um, on, you got to talk about this Pike. Mm. He pretty much died on that day. <laughs> oh, I saw it for the first time. Today. Oh yeah, yeah, it was so <laughs> gnarly. <laughs> God, if he would have gone oh, over, it would have been so bad. And like, don't, and it, look, there's no coincidence. Shortly after that, he started going backwards because you know how that is, Jimmy. It's, well, it's it, hard to like. Energy... It's hard to sit on the seat after you have a massive amount of crap in your pants. <laughs> right. So it was like sliding when he was in the corners. I think that's that's what was going on with that. Like it takes so much energy to do to save that yes. and freak out that your body just crap. Like you're just like oh, oh, I'm done. Like dude, I'm worn yeah. out. You know. Yeah. And I mean, look, the kudos to him for saving that. Oh, it's big time. That could have been oh. ugly. Oh. That's the worst. That might be the worst part on any track all year to crash on. Besides, okay, your bike cutting out on the Rocco's Leap or something. But to go over <laughs> yeah. the bars there, well, how does it end? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, gnarly. Um, Reed, had, Reed had a goggle problem, I think, and that caused him to drop back. But a does hundred... he wear X-Brand? No, he does not wear X-Brand. No, I thought he wore X-Brand. Um, no, you didn't. That would make more sense if he Okay, thank you. Uh, he was 150% better. I heard he had a lot of basset hair in his goggles. That was you last year. Oh, okay. Okay. So he doesn't get, have – okay. I didn't know if you up. built his Oakleys or no, not. No, I did not. Okay. Um, he was much better. Yes, much, he was way much better. better. I talked about him a lot on the live show or in mm-hmm. the live announcing. He was good. Um, did you talk to him after the race, Weege? No. No, I didn't. Uh, I, I think the same thing with Dunge and everybody else. A lot of these dudes – you know, they have a place to stay in California, so they were not staying. And so I thought, like, well, I don't have a flight till tomorrow morning. I might as well hang out. Right. Pits were ghost. Ghost um, town. 
Well, I got quite a few guys, but I did not get Ryan Dungey. Um, I see. Baggett, good ride by Baggett. Bad starts. Bad starts. Yeah, I didn't really pay much attention to him, but yeah. I, I saw times at the end of the race, and he looked like he was moving forward for sure. Weed, you were busy talking to those super fans, so I don't know if you got a chance to. Yeah, I did, and you did too, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's weird. I just had such high expectations, and I think a lot of people did. I, did. For I honestly Neutral. had really yeah. high expectations for Baggett coming into the season. You guys got to calm down. There were many times in the race where he had the third or fourth best lap time. I know, but I thought, like, literally, he would be on, like, because there was times in the lights class watching him, I was like, who is this guy? Like, Dude, Tomac type of speed coming to the pack. Don't worry about it. He's fine. He he had, he had a, he had seventh I'm overall. I'm not worried about it. I mean, he's probably where, like, I'm just, I got high, expe- it's okay if I have high expectations for Blake Baggett. I'm not dogging on him. No, I know. But I'm saying he had a good Glenn Helen. He was fast. Just no, really I had qualified second, and he moved yeah. his way through the pack. It's yeah. hard to pass but guys But people, people like are going to see a seventh and be like, eh. But when you were there, he was on it, man. Yeah. Lap times were good. He was moving forward, you know. So, I think it'll. That whole group, that whole group, man, if, if it wasn't for, say, Tomac and Dunge right now, it would be the most incredible battles. Like, <laughs> oh, how I know. Do you- yeah. Maybe There's they eight just, guys. You cannot decide who the best out of them is. They're they, like completely equally matched. They should just have a separate Tomac Dungy race, and then and do this, yeah, yeah. We, I don't right. know what we'll call it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. The four fifty B class. All four yeah. photos. I bet you it's like they all flip flopped, and all eight of those guys have flip flopped in like each moto between like tenth and third. Like Anderson, yeah. Pike, no. and Nicoletti, and yeah, Anderson Barsha was good in the second moto. Reed, yeah. yeah, Anderson was charging hard yeah. second moto. Oh he yeah, was... he got Reed back there at the end yeah. again, and did he got Pike back too? Didn't he? Yeah, he got Pike. He uh, he got Barsha, and they I think they passed him at one point in that in the beginning of that moto. He got him back. Yeah. No, um, Porcel, not bad. Eighth place, steady. You know what I mean? Steady, like yeah, not real flashy, really but quiet. yeah, he uh, st- still. I think his endurance isn't there perfectly, but he'll he'll get there. Uh, Seely qualified well and then went down in the first turn or first lap or so and was way back, way back. And um, you know whatever, so so day for him. Tickle thought he had a front a flat front tire and. Uh, Pulled into the pits to check on it, and they said it wasn't. So we went back out. Tickle had a rough day. Yeah, he was back there, too. Yeah. Um, Brayton had one decent moto. Yeah, he got 10th in one moto. That's pretty good. Yeah, he crashed second moto. Yeah, second moto yeah, he crashed, right? he was right? way in the back, like, uh, on the first lap. So right. he must have – like, he was even behind Phil after he got up. Yeah. So that just shows you how far back And uh, Weege Wilhon was better. A whole group. I talked to Will quite a bit about, you know, changes they made to the bike, but – you, I, probably everybody except Tomac improved dramatically. Yeah, I yeah. feel like everybody was better than they were at Hangout. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. You're right. There was a lot of guys that were more on pace, more battling. Your favorite rider even did better this weekend. Who's that? You know, Tommy Hunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good for Tommy. Always always rooting for Tommy. I know, I know you were. Underdog. Um, uh, Grant, Grant had a broken front wheel in one moto while he was probably like 7th or 8th. Yeah, he, uh, he pulls yeah. in, and then the team checks it out. They, I mean, he thought he said front flat. They thought he said flat, so yeah. they sent him back out. And he burned out of the pits. Like, it was like NASCAR oh, <laughs> out of the pits, and um, and he hopped back in, like, ninth, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, spokes out of the front Three wheel. or four spokes broken, yeah. yeah. So, sucks for Grant, because the hometown race, and he had missed, uh, missed Hangtown, so. He looked good, though, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was yeah. all right. 
Freddie Noren was okay. He was. He, got, he looked yeah. like he got tired in one moto. He did get tired. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, him and Tommy were battling, and Tommy pulled away from him at the end. Yeah. Um, I think that was like for 10, uh, 12th yeah. and 11th. How much better do you think, Jimmy, as a guy who got the factory Honda shot and then immediately crashed and jacked uh, up his shoulder? Uh, I still came back and rallied the last round, though. How much better will Noren get on the factory bike, if at all, do you think? Um, I don't know. Starting this weekend. I think it'll be better. I think his starts will be better. Um, okay. I, you know, it's tough because you can make a 450 as fast as you need to make it now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just having a lighter bike and, you know, I think the light, the bike being lighter is the biggest advantage to having a factory bike because your suspension works so much better because you're not driving. When you're driving into the bumps, it's not as much weight getting thrown. Right. And it's that's why 250s handle so much better than 450s is because – the the weight and then mm-hmm. you know just a smaller engine so I think that I think he's gonna do better um, but I don't think it's gonna like be a drastic change yeah you don't think it's gonna be crazy so yeah not as crazy as it was when he went from his KTM to the Honda you know? oh yeah yeah like yeah. the KTM yeah. he was riding was just he was working on it it was I mean, <laughs> the crossing programs that actually you know I'm gonna say it is actually they got a uh, pretty good little thing going on you know oh the crossing team maybe you never should have left them. Yeah, I know, right? You know, one of the you one got of the injured. Things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could have been. You know, we could have been filling for we, for him. Yeah, you think? Yeah, mm-hmm. Should I call him. Yep. Oh, Weege, uh, I'm we, with Arma. I was looking at the list of guys, and you know how we like to do the panic button. And someone had a thread on Vital MX this week that the panic button is very mean, and it's jacked up that we do it. So it made me want to do it some more. But okay. I, but I was looking at the two fit the four fifty guys. And I don't see any panic button, like, guys. Like, Reed was up for the panic button, but he redeemed himself. What's the panic button? I don't even know this. And so, do you see anybody hitting the panic button? Explain explain to Jimmy what the panic button is first. Yeah, you don't even even respond to me? Generally what happens, Jimmy, I was going to get to that, but generally what happens, Jimmy, is a rider who's underperforming through early rounds or just in the season, myself, Wygant, Thomas, we talk about hitting the panic button. Like, should the rider freak out over his results? Is it time to hit the panic button? I mean, and uh, I have a panic yeah, button. I'll give you an example. We used it for. Do we use? I think we used it for Barsha and Supercross, didn't we? Yeah, we used example. it, and we used it for Dean Wilson. Uh, I mean, we used it for Chad. I I love Wilbur to death, but I think it's panic button for Wilbur. No, no, I don't think so. Why not? Because he missed a lot of time. I know he missed he a lot raced, of time. He hasn't raced 450 outdoors. He improved from Hangtown to this weekend. I, uh, you know, he improved. Did, did he really? Like, yeah, he did. He got 11th in the first moto. Oh, yeah, 11th. That's yeah. good. That's way better. What do you get Thank moto? you. 16th. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, he's probably got to work on fitness a lot. Right. He had a pretty serious injury. I'm so, surprised he came back as soon as he did. I'm going to hit the panic button, Weege, but I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it for Jimmy Albertson. Yes. <laughs> Hey. We're hitting the panic button. Uh, is this panic for my, button is hit? Is this for my uh, is Jimmy? This, is this for my pre-race show? Is while you're hitting the panic button? <laughs> We're hitting the button for your pre-race yes, show. Yes, okay, we good. Are. Because we already know my riding shit. That's like well, that's, that's, we're, hit, we're hitting the panic no. button for your shoulders. For okay, sure. no, my shoulders are great. Now they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are. That was uh, before. Um, we we think the pre-show is in a panic stage. Huh? This week, you guys were you and Trey were just talking while you were on air, yeah. and they told you you were off. 
Yeah. So you and Trey were broing down like the friends that you are, and you were on camera. You're not going to get me to talk bad about my crew. No, we're just hitting the panic button for your show. For the show. <laughs> for the show in general. Don't, don't. don't nobody, man, nobody you know. not naming any names. Hey. Don't know who it is. You just wait till round twelve. We'll have we'll have it under control. What do you think, Wage? Panic button for Jimmy's show? No, it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I've worked on, on more panicky productions than that. Like the Pulp MX Arena Cross show. <laughs> <laughs> Mathis was trying to claim he's like, "Oh, we did an Arena Cross show live a couple weeks ago. We didn't have any problems." That's audio only, bro. No, uh, I, no. you were even on camera. No, I was claiming. That's so late. No, wait, you got it backwards. I claimed we did have problems because we did. We, oh, you're right. We barely get on the air. I was, you're right. I was, we didn't fix it until five minutes before the show. Ooh. You know what I mean? And I was like, <laughs> so I was saying to you, like, yeah, like, look at that janky arena car show. We still had problems. Yeah. Right. You know? I have to say to the listening to this, like, I rarely see you get rattled at this, like, including when riders hate you and you're Anaheim one this year walking through the pits and just waiting to get jumped by a variety of people. Mm-hmm. I rarely see you get affected, but I could tell you were not relaxed no. before that arena car show went on the air. <laughs> No, no, we had issues. I had to get this thing going. The funny thing is I had tested everything, you know, the day before, and it worked like a charm. No problems. You know what I mean? Like, it was awesome. That's how these things go, I guess. Um, all right, let's... It's always been tested a million times. Did I've you... heard it, even myself, I've done it a million times, and it doesn't work when it counts. Do you guys hear about this, this uh, uh, Nick Schmidt and Cade Clayson story? No, I love it. Did you hear about this? Definitely the story of the weekend. So, I I was getting phone calls while I was on the air, and I'm like, "Are you serious? You (laughs) people are calling me to tell me this story while I'm doing a show. Like, how would you not (laughs) write it down on paper?" I'm very busy right now. In case you didn't know, (laughs) Um, so Nick Schmidt is a hero because Nick Schmidt gives Cade Clayson his backup bike. Nick Cade usually rides a Yamaha, Honda, Honda, exactly, Yamadonda, different plastic. So I never white Honda, yeah. And he rode a Nick Schmidt Suzuki uh, backup bike, which they had to let the AMA had to know, you know, because you're not allowed to do that. Because he qualified on the Honda. Then he had to ride a Suzuki, and it was a special exception from the AMA. Because I guess, now I'm only hearing one side of things, so maybe there's more, but Cade Clayson got some motor work done by some people. Clayson's team owed these people money, apparently. And are you keeping it anonymous? Well, should I? I mean, I don't know. I mean, sure, you can if you want. Weege? Uh, yeah, maybe we should right now, only because I mean, you don't know the I, I don't know how fact. When it is, is. Yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't yeah. looked into it much. I you would hate to be wrong. Although I'm pretty sure we're so, right. Okay, so these people pretty came. Sure we're in. right. Yeah. Oh no, we're right. I mean, he was on a Nick Schmidt Suzuki, so we Nick, were right. Nick Schmidt. Nick Schmidt shit, shit, Suzuki. <laughs> Nick Schmidt Suzuki. That wasn't um, very good. So these people, <laughs> K- apparently, Cade is an innocent bystander to all this, to this money owed. It was a guy that sponsored him yeah. and whatever. And so these people came into the pits, and somehow when Cade wasn't looking, or I don't know if they threw like a, like in the cartoons, they threw a banana peel and he slipped on the banana peel. Yeah, but not, probably not. Something happened, and they disabled Cade's Honda ignition, so it would not run. They melted the box, or they just in- disabled it, or however you know whatever program you can do to disable the ignition box. And they were like, "We're we're done. You're done. Like you're not. You owe us money." What I don't like about that whole thing is like, okay, they disabled the box, but wouldn't it be easier just to find another ECU? 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, certainly if the motor mods are tied to the ECU for rev limits, rev limiters. I had a Honda. You could swap back and forth between the stock ECU and mod, and it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Well, regardless. Yeah. So these people then left, and Kay Clayson had no bike. And Nick Schmidt <laughs> stepped up and lent them his backup That's bike. That's awesome. Nick's a good dude. What are these people doing in the pits disabling a bike, though? That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's not awesome, that's but it's tell, like... That's Talladega Nights. It, it is. It's like, I mean, how do you distract? The banana peel trick actually works. You know? I don't know. But how do you distract somebody enough to, to plug, into their, plug into their box and then... Power up your laptop. Power, power yes. up the program. Exactly. Answer some emails possibly before you decide to just kill this kid's day. It's like, oh, wait. So I wanted to say props to Nick Schmidt for letting him yeah, race. No. Props to AMA for letting him do it. And, again, maybe Cade really does owe this money. But yeah, it's a shitty, it's a shitty thing to do at the race. Yeah, it's very. Like, yeah, can we agree on that? We can all yeah, agree on that. You should have waited until after the race. Then you sort it out. It's like, yeah. dude, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a shitty. Th- it's a shitty way to deal with a shitty problem. But then again, if somebody's dodging you, and the only way you can freaking track them down is at the race, then it's like, I don't know. You just you got to know the whole story from both sides before right. it makes sense. And we probably never will hear the no. truth, and the truth will be somewhere in the middle of the two sides. Yeah. You know. Either way, I think it's kind of crappy if you disable someone's bike before the race. Yeah. So, Clay Kay Clayson got the race, and he went uh, thirty-two twenty-eight Ooh. on a. Uh, he approved. He got better on the Suzuki's today. Went on. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. So crazy stuff, though. Crazy. All right. Um, yeah. BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Listen to this commercial from Race Tech. Save yourself money with those fine gentlemen down there, and we'll be right back to talk about the uh, 250 MX class from Glen Helen. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race Tech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Race Tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably... 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore. Some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech high performance springs. These springs are called high performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10% at uh, Race Tech? Go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast. And we thank you guys. All right. Back to the show. And we're back. Oh, my God, that was such a long commercial. BTOsports.com, RacerX Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Top Jimmy Albertson, Jason Wygant, and myself, Steve Mathis, breaking down Glenn Helen, 250 class, the best way we can. I guess let's start with Jeremy Martin, because I liked Martin to win at Glenn Helen. He was unbelievable there last year. He was unbelievable there this year. And he was unbelievable again this year. Uh, bike wouldn't start His for the first mechanic was moto. even more unbelievable. I cannot believe the bike's Well, Jimmy, started. you're, you know, I have four manitoba titles, but you're the pro racer here. Yeah. If your bike doesn't start on the line and you have to push start it, 
Aren't you freaking out the whole race that something could happen while you're um, in the air? Not really, because okay. Um, what if when it's an ECU problem and it does start up and it runs fine, then you're okay. Like usually, once it's boxed. But starts, how do you know it's an ECU problem? Because it, I think it was a kill switch. Then uh, when they disconnected the kill switch, it. Oh really? Yeah. It, it started working, oh, okay. and that that's pretty common. That okay. That's a yeah. pretty common thing. Like yep. usually, if my bike won't start or anybody's, you know, I always say, hey, if it's ECU, you think it's ECU, disconnect your kill switch. Yeah. And I think they disconnected that, and then it bump started, and boom. Wow, I was close to not even making it, Weech. I mean, they didn't make it technically, yeah. but yeah. it was yep. like basically like falling down on the first turn. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice well, ride. the best was that uh, Cincerillo crashed 50 feet out of the gate, and uh, he actually wasn't even in last. Yeah. Passing dudes. Yeah. As soon as he entered the track. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, that was all-time fire drill. I, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw it. We had it on the TV. I mean, they had the fuel tank off because I'm sure they thought it was a fuel pump. And I'm seeing them put a new fuel tank on it, you know, as the parade lap is done, and then filling the new fuel tank with gas. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then that didn't even work. Did he even get the I tank mean, off for the parade lap? No. No. No, didn't no, go. no, no. Yep. And, uh, Maybe it and wasn't he a said, he told me. Yeah. Oh, keep on going. He, yeah, and then he told me, you know, they they kept getting fired and it would die again. And then uh, they got it fired. They thought they had it done. And then it stalled again. And they're like, well, let's just try to bump start it. And by then the gate had dropped. He really, he, Georgia was down there talking to him. She said he wasn't freaking out. And then he told me he wasn't freaking out. He he said, as long as they didn't complete the first lap, I was going to be good. I don't understand how you could be that relaxed in those circumstances. But he really didn't seem to be rattled by it somehow. And at the end of the day, he wasn't even bummed, and he had terrible luck all day. He, this, guy's, this guy's made of stone. Well, I think he realized that that was probably worst-case scenario as far as, like, being in the back and coming through, and he still scored good points on the day. You know, it's like... You know, really, is a day going to go as bad as that for the rest of the season unless he just completely cartwheels and, you know, gets hurt? No. I mean, he started dead last both motos and came back and top five ride. It's like, yeah, he's good. I, I think you're seeing a guy, and it was kind of what you're saying here. I think outdoors he is so freaking confident that he pretty much doesn't have to worry about anything. I think he's like, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to beat these guys. And... He, yeah. Again, we've said it before with him. I think the all shucks Minnesota thing makes you think that he's a different type of guy than he is. I think he's a whole lot more of a competitive SOB than it lets on. He might end up being the perfect, you know, he's working with Carmichael here and Carmichael's farm. He might might be one of the closer versions of him than we've seen in a while. I don't I think he cares agree. about anything. 100%. He's yeah. a, him and his brother are just physical beasts when it comes to any sort of cardio training. Like, yeah. they go to freaking mar- half marathon races and they're, you know, they go to these races that have thousands of people, and they're, you know, they're sixth and yeah, ninth no, it's, out of everybody, you know. I mean, nothing. Look, Martin ended up uh, uh, seventh on the day with uh, five, six scores. But I, and a good job by Marvin. Marvin Moosecan won, rode great. Martin's, but there's still, I'm still firmly in, like, this is Jeremy Martin's thing. Like, he showed me a ton. Yeah, no. Like, I'm not yeah. worried about Jeremy Martin. He actually gained time exactly. on, on Moosecan in that yeah. second moto yeah. um, coming through the pack, and right. that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. He rode great. He was yeah. phenomenal, considering. And then, you know, yeah, I think that's why. Stop panicking. I bet you if the bike hadn't started and he got zero points, he probably would be like, yeah, whatever. I'll make up 25 points. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's on another level, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yep. 
Cooper Webb didn't race. We're hearing he's going to be back after the break, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks for that. Uh, he's got an ankle wow. problem. Uh, I, and, I mean, look, apologies to Muscan, Hill, and Nelson, but let's talk about Alex Martin now. He was up there in the first moto, fell over in a turn. He's a pretty short guy, and he was on an, uh, he was on an angle. And he couldn't, <laughs> like, start that. his bike, and he couldn't really <laughs> balance on his bike to kick it. Kickstarter, he was on a – He had a hell of a ride after that. He was on a left-hand bankment, and yeah. his kickstarter's on the right side. And he couldn't – so he had to, like, shift his weight to kick the bike, but he couldn't put his right foot down. He had to kick it, wouldn't start, bounce to the left. Do you know what I mean? Hobbit problems. Yeah, Hobbit problems. Yeah. And uh, he got going in like 35th, and he made it to 11th. And, hey, that second moto second, Muscan was better, but he rode away from everybody else, like, see you later. Yeah. Everybody else, not yeah. Muscan. Yeah, no, I. the thing with Alex, he's one of those guys I watch him ride, and, like, you know, a lot of times you're like, oh, yeah, like, that guy's doing good, good for him. But, like, I actually am like, man, that is so awesome Alex is doing. Like, I get, like, pumped for him. Yeah. I'm like, that is so killer Alex is doing good. Because, you know, anybody who has never met Alex, like, he's just one of the nicest guys yeah. that you'll ever meet in your entire life. Not one bad word to say about him. Really kind of quiet, keeps to himself a little bit, works hard. Like I said, just nice as, nice as can be. So for him to be out there second and, like, he was battling. Like, yeah. Muscan passed him, yeah. and then it was like, uh-uh. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's just good that he's been riding with his brother, and he knows oh, his yeah. brother's a champion uh, from last year. And he's like, he probably, there's probably days in the week where he's on pace with Jeremy, and he's starting to feel like, hey, I've got what it takes. You know, I've got. Yeah, my brother wins. Exactly. Why yeah. can't I go out there and, you know, be up there with him? He's got a good package, Cycle Trader guys, with the motors, yeah. suspension and everything. Their like, bikes are running Like GRTR motors, year. yeah. It's uh, it's pretty impressive, Jimmy, too, to see Alex is in his sixth year of racing, I think, or seventh year of being no, a pro. No, uh, yep, he's two thousand nine, eight, two thousand eight yeah. was his first. And after hey, he's getting better. That's odd. It's not easy. You don't see that a lot. No, it's not. E- he's always been good, but it's always been like kind of one of those things where yeah, he got in a really, really stale patch there for a little bit mm-hmm. about two thousand twelve through two thousand. I'd say. 13, 14, wait, 15, yeah, 15 now. 2013, 2012 and 13 were just not very good years for Alex, Yeah, and then he is just starting to climb back up, you mm-hmm. know, because you know, now scoring those numbers back low again, I mean, at this rate, he's going to be have a number in the 20s next year. Weege, I, I think we're going to see, and again, I said, I bugged Alex about not being a SoCal guy, and he's like, dude, I've been living here for a while Yeah, with his brother, he's been out in SoCal for a while, so he's been riding those tracks. So he was saying, like, maybe I am a SoCal guy. But regardless, I think Weege, we're going to see Martin Brothers on a podium this year. Oh, yeah. They're going to be popping champagne together for yep. sure. Martin Celebration. The mom, oh, Martin Yamaha mom, Celebration. Mama Martin told me that would be, like, the best thing in the world. You know, that'd be The Eeks brand goggles. Yeah. Eeks brand. Dude, Amart is third in the points. They are second and third in the points. <laughs> right, right. Epic. That's incredible. Yeah. Martin Domination. Have we ever seen Brothers this yeah. good? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Volan brothers were pretty good. But... In class. Yeah, Volans maybe. Um, but even when the Volans did it, man, like, the Volans did get a podium, I think, together once or even twice. But that was a 125 Supercross back in the day. Yeah, that's different. The Nationals, every coast together. This is a, it's crazy. If Alex would have rode the west, the East Coast, we would have saw them both on the podium this year. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's improved tremendously. Yeah. He gets the Weston Pike Award. 
He gets the Weston Pike Game Changer Award. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe Phil Phil's going for the Weston Pike yeah. Game Changer Award. Yeah, they're buddies, right? Um, Justin Hill was good. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, Justin Hill was very good. He was so so at Hangtown. He crashed in the first moto. Was way back. Second moto though, he's only seventh or whatever. He was all right. You know what I mean? What he's seventh? That's seventh. Oh yeah, yeah he because Mac- McElrath passed. Um, Nelson, that's why Nelson ended up third on the podium then. Yeah, yeah, McElroy got Nelson. No, 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 Mathis, Mathis you're saying seventh in uh, Hangtown. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were no. the seventh. Uh, in, what did he get the second yeah. moto at? Hangtown, seventh. Uh, no, what's the second moto at um, At Glen Helen? Five. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I knew he did better than seventh in the second moto. Yeah, so I think at Hangtown, if you were looking at Justin Hill, you'd be like, eh. But what even people with didn't the crash. see, yeah, in the first moto, he was – Pulled in the mechanics area was right. terrible, and then you get a terrible gate pick. And if you're on the outside at, at uh, Hangtown, it's very tough to get a good start. Yeah, and um, yeah, didn't didn't get a good start. Charged from the back, seventh place after really not being able to find the pace in the first moto because being way back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, yeah, Hangtown on paper looked crappy, but to come out and get seventh after really not being able to ride with anybody the first moto, and then having a crappy start second moto, yeah, not bad. Second overall at Glen Helen. And Savacci, I, th- I think Savacci's early season surprise, too. He's good. You know, he's a re- well-rounded rider. He was good third in, in Supercross. Mo- yeah. He was good in Supercross and third in the first moto and then just did really well. He got fourth in the first moto at Hangtown. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him fall in the second moto at Hangtown, and he just looked like he was pretty wore out from the first moto. Really didn't yeah. pick his bike up very fast. Not because he probably wasn't didn't want to try, but probably just because he was spent. Right, you know? right. And that's understandable. Weege, um, this is the Nelson we think we're going to see going forward, right? Uh, he thinks he's got more. I didn't realize, you know, he didn't race those last few supercrosses, and I, I think the team was downplaying it because I believe he had a concussion, and they, you know, they don't want to ever tell anybody this. That's that's where we are at with concussions these days. Yeah. I just thought a uh, nagging injury, and as we saw, with especially the shootout this year, if you're only ninety nine percent dudes are not racing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when he didn't race the last two or three West races, I was like, I was kind of discounting how hurt he was, but he said, no, I really spent six weeks not riding, and uh, he said he got so much arm pump leading, and he said he actually spun both grips on the bike, got, you know, safety wire and glue, and he managed to spin the grips on the bike in the motos because he was holding on so tight at Glen Helen, so he thinks he's going to get a lot better, Hang so down. we'll see, but definitely closer than we thought. If he's that good at Glen Helen compared to what was at Hangtown, because it should have been a swap for him. Hangtown should have been the yeah. good race for, for Jesse. He's good in Hangtown. Um, yes. So if he did that well at Glen Helen, um, I think you're going to see. He was good in uh, Colorado last year. He got second yeah. in one of the motors. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. He led forever. Led forever. So he gets out front early in, um, in Colorado. He could be doing some damage. How about Kyle Peters? Uh, Greg bro- Albertson tune. Real. Your brother steps in. <laughs> your brother steps in to his old team, Greg's old team. Yeah. To wrench for Kyle Peters, and just takes him to a seventh in the first moto. Golden wrench, dude. It's just magic touch. It's just it speaks volumes for Jimmy Albertson. You know, <laughs> no. It's, it's more like I'm asking, what happened to you? Yeah, no. That just speaks volumes for me. Like, oh like, yeah, yeah. Like volumes is like bad, bad volume. Right, right, right. Yeah, bad volumes. <laughs> Good job for Peters, though, man. Like, yeah, no, killer. nobody talks about him too much. He's a quiet kid. And my, I was talking to my brother about it. He's like, "Dude's in shape," and I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." Comes off the track, not even sweating, 
pulls his goggles off, like no sweat on him at all. He hits it with the air duster a little bit, like after he pulls off the track and sets the goggles back down and said, oh, these, yeah, are, my he's go- not these exa- are my these he's, are my goggles for next moto. <laughs> he's not exhausted. He's not looking for water. <laughs> no, yeah. he just like right. cleans the lot. Hey, I'm going to use these goggles next moto too. It's right. like for me, I've like got to change everything off my body that because it is just like I jumped in a swimming pool. Right. Um, good, good job by him though. Yeah. Uh, Weege, what do you think of Cincerillo's day? Yeah, it wasn't so great. Um, he had some tough circumstances again, obviously, with the first turn crash. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he had another crash in the second moto. I think first turn crash in the first moto, he just write that off. But I think these other crashes we've seen, I think he's just getting tired. And as much as he tried to downplay how he wasn't ready yet, he really wasn't fully in shape, he was coming back. You know, he did, was really trying to downplay the hype. I think people were still thinking, like, oh, maybe he's just doing that to keep the pressure off himself. No, it sounds like he was being completely honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't have the 35 minutes that that pays in me yet, and I think we're seeing it. Um, the only problem is, I think you still want to believe that he's going to be able to get in this, but the way Martin's going, uh, and obviously Moosegan's really good, too. Mm-hmm. And we say... We're sure that he's going to get in there and be able to beat those guys and win a race at some point. I don't know. Can we confidently say that? I don't know if we can. I mean, we said it last week, Martin. but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, but. You know who was good, Weege? Mitchell Oldenburg. Like, he's taken this new team, the new ride, to a new level. He's so good. Like, he, he <laughs> Weege, didn't you think, like, he looked phenomenal? I taught him everything he knows. He, Mitchell Oldenburg, folks, goes 16 no, sorry. He goes ten fifteen, and Weege, he was on fire. Like team. Well, I think the, the real credit has to go to Tyler Keith and everybody over there at Charlie Designs for discovering this guy, mm-hmm. molding him. I, him up from, I don't even know where. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, he didn't even have a he didn't even have a ride after Supercross. No, he, his exactly. old team just I, dropped him. I heard he didn't even ride. In didn't Supercross. even have a ride. I, I didn't Not, even... Jimmy Albertson didn't even offer him a contract for the next year and a half. <laughs> Didn't even do that. <laughs> Didn't even offer him a salary contract for the uh, next. He w- he was good, Weege. He was good. Ah, uh, he's Mitch Oldenburg. Yeah. Hey, so good. Greg Albertson still beat him both motos. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, uh, no, he was much better. No, he was from, from Hangtown. He wrote good in the first moto. That's your old rider for people who are yes. wondering. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he wrote good in the first moto. Um, I think he's struggling with fitness a little bit right now. He didn't ride much. In Supercross because he was he was hurt a lot, um, so I think his fitness isn't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, but I you, was saying I was telling you this earlier. Um, he rode my KTM um, when I still was riding KTMs, and he hopped on it for two laps and was like, oh, "I hate this bike." You know, hate didn't like the KTM the yeah. way it felt. Yeah, and um, I think he's just gonna take him a little while to get used to the KTM and stuff like that. And now I, you know, Weege dropped this bomb on me. I didn't. I didn't read the press release, but I talked to Tyler Keefe about it. Five I talked to deal. you about it. Yeah, I didn't know that when he signed the deal either. We just is a five-race deal for him. That's what the press release says. It will be, I think, reevaluated. I mean, technically, he's the replacement rider for Durham, right? Technically, right. Yeah. Technically. But yeah. it's uh, not Durham who's coming back. Well, apparently. It's not Durham who's coming back. What do you mean it's not Durham who's coming back? It's Alexander Fry. Who's gonna, yes, who's gonna step that in. is it. That is, I heard that. Who's going to step yeah. in? Oh, now see, that's funny because I, I did not know that. I was told 
Geez, at least uh, recently last week, I think Daniel Baker did an interview with us where he said that Fry's going to be his teammate at Orange Brigade coming at uh, Muddy Creek or something like that. So I don't know. Really? Maybe uh, we're wrong. Who uh, knows? It's all a shit show now. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of KTM teams out there. There is a lot. Um, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to speak about the Mitchell Oldenburg thing because I, I, it's a, why don't you save it for the Pulp Show It's tomorrow? a very, um, oh, save for the Pulp Show. Go, go. <laughs> Even for Racer X, go ahead. I like it. Um, I think that um, looking at tr- the Troy Designs team and it only being a five-race deal, that um, what we had to offer him for the following season would have been a smarter move for him. If I would have known that it was a five-race deal for the TLD thing, I would have tried to persuade him a lot more right. and talk to him a lot more about it. But knowing what KTM's future is for the Troy Designs KTM team and that being their main team and knowing all the amateurs that they have, uh, coming up into that program, it's just he's not in a very good spot unless he's out there beating McElrath and beating Nelson. That's my two right. cents. I didn't know it was five races. This is a big risk for Mitchell. It, it is. and he Having known that it was five, I'll, I'll temper my – It would be different if they offered him that deal um, three months before the season started. Yeah. I'd say, hey, you know, I, I believe in you, you. But it's just a lot to do five weekends in a row – and not have the chance to properly have a good weeks under your belt of testing. I mean, you're you're coming off a race. You got to recover from the race, and then you're trying to get testing in on top of trying to put motos in and get your fitness back up. It's just a lot in five weeks. You look good, the Weege, on the new bike, though. I Weege. wonder. <laughs> I, I don't. They said five weeks in the press release. I would not be surprised if they don't really mean five weeks, and they just keep them on like. Just knowing how this deal was unfolding, and, you know, I was talking to Tyler a lot through it, and it was like, nothing's official yet. Some other people put it out there. They weren't too happy because the deal hadn't been signed. I almost feel that it was coming together so late that they couldn't even get all the T's crossed and I's dotted. So they just said, just just say it's five weeks for now. That'll make, that'll grease the skids to get everybody on board. I would not be surprised if it continues, but they just couldn't make it 12 right off the bat. Mine, this deal has been, um, this deal has been happening for a long time. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess I found I found out um, through the grapevine that at Houston Supercross, um, Mitchell was in the semi talking to him, and I did. That was. Yeah. It was basically like finding out your girlfriend is having sex with another team manager. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one with a one with a bigger yeah. cock. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right, Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, uh, can we say cock? Yeah, I don't. You know. say all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wiener. Um. Hey, Osborne. I texted him to see if he's okay. Do we know if he's all right? I hope. Crashing the second moto. Weege, did you hear anything? No, I don't know. Again, everybody just packed up so darn early there. Yeah. Hey, so Weege, I talked about on the Pulp Show about how Purcell's not happy with me uh, for talking oh. about these things and. You were talking to him, and he didn't really mention me. But the 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 some people, uh, some people, he, we, some, Purcell, people. some people, Purcell kept telling Weed some people you know think I'm hard to get along with, and I some people think my teams are bad at me. The, the I think the quitting thing, and um, you know he has his points. I'll give him this: the entire he'll quit on the team thing really comes from only one deal which is the Moto Concepts deal. And I said, well, that's what your fight, man. You had a deal on a 450 a couple years ago, and you left after the second race. So that's what everybody's basing this on. And he said, yeah, but the bike wasn't ready. The Yamaha 450 wasn't ready. Look at Stuart. Look what happened to everybody else with that bike over the oh, next couple of years. Was, like, look what happened problem. to me when I rode it. I killed it. 
<laughs> but I am Tom Jimmy. I'm not. I'm not French. So. Um. Yeah, but yeah. But, you know, but. Hey, he did. Speak, he in the end, he did say the bike last year wasn't as good as he was hoping it to be, et cetera, et cetera. But he went to the races. He he didn't quit. Um. So I guess that's his explanation. And he also feels like fans here in the U.S. don't realize part of the time that he seemed to have been gone missing. He was actually racing the GPs and doing pretty well, which some people might not even realize or maybe didn't pay attention to. He kind of feels like some people have given him a raw deal. Did he really say that his bike wasn't good last year? That, yeah, that, he did. He no. doesn't, yeah, he wasn't happy with what his bike. What an idiot. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is the biggest crock of crap ever. I, was, I mean, suspension-wise, watching his bike looked pretty good. Um, well, but he's, he's such a technical rider, but too. But yeah. engine-wise... Oh my God! He had the fastest bike on the track. I was watching him hit that triple step up at um, at where was it? Um, Muddy Creek, and it was just like on the seat, not even trying. And Baggett's trying to jump it on his 250. Baggett weighs like nothing, right? And Baggett is stretching it out and still coming up short. And then Purcell's just on the seat, seat bouncing. My whole no point. My whole point was that meant suspension last year only. I think. What's that? But whatever. It was I think suspension he only. only? Suspension, not uh, the motor. Okay. The my whole point yeah. my my whole point though about him is again and I would talk to him I would interview him he doesn't want to talk to me or whatever my whole point I never said he would quit on the team I just said by the end of the year everyone's going to hate him on the team because, I guess because that's what happens. Georgia talked to um, Brett or Brent Myron Myron his mechanic uh, Myron his mechanic and said that Brent was saying that he's totally different this year he's lost his arrogance Brent's actually going to go um, work go to Florida with him after Colorado and stay with them and ride and train and they made a lot of good changes to the bike in between like right, he was blah, blah, blah. he yeah. was you know he was pumping them up pretty but, heavy but Brent his mechanic was pumping up while acknowledging that he has changed and lost his hair against yeah. I mean so again all right um Daniel Baker had another good first moto yeah so rookie kid um Tevin Tapia had a good day 17th? I think that's good for Tevin Oh, Tapia. very good. And uh, what else, G- uh, Weech, from the uh, from the 250s? What else caught your eye? Anything? Did we miss anybody? McElrath rode well. Uh, oh, yeah, McElrath. That was definitely his best uh, outdoor motor ever. And uh, Aldridge, unfortunately, yeah. not able to follow up. It was. I think second motor was actually okay, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. he was in that whole battle. Yep. Eight dangling number plate and all. Yeah. He crashed up yep. a hill in the, in the down a hill in the first moto. Yeah, bad spot to crash. Yeah, 20th, 20th, yeah. Hey, you know who's not bad, Weege, who's like under the radar but has shown some speed? Two VDF class? Yeah. Let me let me try to guess. Okay. Or you try to guess. Reed, you try to guess too. Mm, I feel like we talked about every dude. Yeah. Lu- Luke Resland. Very good. Oh. Like, good. like yeah. charging hard, um, in shape. You know, he's not quite there, but he's he moves forward, man. You know, yeah, he, no, he's good. Yeah. He's in good. Yeah, I yeah. think he's in good shape, and yeah. he's a rookie, and it's good to see a rookie coming straight in and not mm-hmm. fading. Yeah, no, I think it's good. Uh, all right, word of the day. Did you think of one? Um, no, I wasn't even thinking the whole time. Oh, okay. All right. Um, what do you have? Kumquat. 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 Um, uh, not happening. Yeah, I think it. In order to keep this game alive, I have to not get fired because then obviously it's over. <laughs> yeah, good point. Why don't right? we just make it Basset Hound? Yeah. Weege. Weege loves dogs, okay. too. Weege yeah. loves dogs. Oh, 
man. We love dogs. I have a, I have a, I have a horrible story to share with you guys. Speaking of dogs and my love of dogs, I have a mm-hmm. lot of basset hound hair in my pants right now. Yeah, in your pants. No, in my pants. No, the dog wasn't in my pants. He was on the outside of it. <laughs> wow. Um, my my son, who's eight months old, uh, has been. We like, don't care about. We don't care about people. We just care about dogs here. <laughs> Well, he, yeah, well, it's going to fall right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, okay. Don't worry. Yeah. It's going to be perfect. So, he, like, last two months, he's, like, trying to figure out how to crawl, and he's made zero progress. He gets up on all fours, he moves, he rocks back and forth, he can mm-hmm. go left to right, he can go backwards, he's not moved forward, not Wait, <laughs> wait, wait he can go backwards? Backwards is fine? He can, he can go backwards, he gets mad. He's, like, mad at himself for only going backwards. <laughs> uh, he can go lateral, he can't go forward. And so we've tried, you know, you... Stand 10 feet in front of him, so he tries to get to you, put toys in front of him, so he tries to get to it. And all of a sudden, yesterday, uh, my wife's cousin has a Memorial Day party. And guess what comes popping around the corner? Oh, a dog. A dog. And he goes flying forward. No. The dog. And now he knows how to crawl. He the loves dog dogs. Oh, Weege. Yeah. The dog helped your son. Maybe you should get more dogs. I think he likes dogs. Dog. I think Jimmy, you nailed it. He likes dogs. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> We hate animals. You know, um, my dog started walking when I got him at six weeks. He was already walking. Um, so he's yeah. So, Harry's a lot. So how about Harry's, that? Harry's a lot quicker learner than yeah. Your, take that, Weech. They're, they're far, they're far superior. Yeah. Okay. Well, in a couple months, when he's my wife, I was walking on two legs. I'll, we'll see. Where <laughs> oh, well, Harry can sit pretty as well. Um, <laughs> so, okay, basset hound. That's the word. Basset hound. Get it in. Well, I mean, I might as well just get used to this whole dog thing. I like, I like the fact that you're gonna have to do some homework and figure out what a basset hound's good traits are, <laughs> which are nothing. <laughs> oh, Asshole, but, yeah, they're, they're comfort dogs. My experience at Mathis's house, what I'm gonna have to do is uh, pick out a rider who's lagging on the side of the track, not moving really, because that's pretty much what they seem to do. <laughs> like, like Cincerello's, Cincerello's passed out yeah. from heat exhaustion. Oh, looking like a basset hound. Pant like a basset hound. <laughs> 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 it just lay. That's my experience of Madison. They're just every room you go into. There's three dogs just laying there. Yeah, no, I know. One came up right now. Yeah, um, you heard right. his name. All right, we just it's it's midnight where you are, so you got to go. Um, oh, good lord. The BTOSports.com Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Glenn Helen wrap up with the uh, the top Jimmy Albertson. Thanks, mm-hmm. Jimmy. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, and Weege, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. And uh, we will see you at Lakewood. See ya. All right, see ya. This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbet is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone 
even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years go.